Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Boy, that went so far over your head, it might as well have been in the mountains. What are you talking about? Oh, you didn't catch her meaning? Baby, she was throwing shade at you. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we talk about the art of catching meaning. It's going to be a good one, y'all. I'll see you on the flip. All right. So the part, um, the A part was a reimagining of a conversation I had when I was a little kid. Uh, and when I say a little kid, I was in uh, elementary school and I was not that good at listening to what people were really saying. I was more of a literal thinker. What you said is what you meant. And I had some older girls, let's just call them that, who loved to pick on me, and especially on the bus rides home. And so one of them told me something to this effect. And like I said, I can't remember exactly, so I just tried to give you the spirit of it. But one thing that being picked on when I was that, you know, young by those older girls, what it made me do was it made me have a passion and a thirst for meaning and understanding of what was happening to me and around me. And so it helped to continue to drive me into this ever going love of reading and and learning and information. And lo and behold, It was many years later after I had just by will and by trying to go to classes and and learn the art of conversation that I happened upon a book in my adult uh, hood that was so revelatory. I was like, oh my gosh, this might as well be the Holy Grail. I've mentioned that book many times and I've even told y'all about someone who wrote me (laughs) who said that, you know, they love the way I described the book. They're just going to continue to listen to me describe the book because when they tried to read it, it wasn't as quote unquote fun as I made it seem. But I love the book. And the name of the book is, are you ready for this? The name of the book is called How to Read a Book. Yep. It was originally written in the 1940s and then it got spiffied up again in, in 1972. And so uh, this book has had a lasting endurance and it was uh, co-penned by two men, um, Dr. Mortimer Adler and uh, uh, his colleague, well, actually one of his um employees. And Dr. Mortimer Adler at the time had been the uh, 
uh, CEO, chairman, if you will, of Encyclopedia Britannica. So I figure somebody who has had a lifetime of uh, collecting information and data and giving it to people by way of encyclopedias, they kind of know what they're talking about. And they, they do. So I will say this, if you can't make it through the book, because the book is a little dense, I would encourage you to get the audiobook of it and go through it. You're going to be amazed. Take your time. This is Treat this more like a reference, like an encyclopedia, than just by something that you would casually read, because it's going to cause you to have to change and rewire the way you approach things. Uh, everything that I could uh, say about this book would just keep me going on and on, but we don't have all that time. So I'm going to hit some of the things that I uh, have learned by way of the book, as well as what the book has opened me up to, to gain great wisdoms that have now helped me to take care of myself, to make a living, to uh, be able to interact with other people and have some type of value in their life, um, and to be able to really understand what's going on, all right? And so... What we're going to get into now is we're going to talk about how to take the art of meaning, and then we're going to talk about a few things to do to perfect that art. All right, so now that you understand how catching real meaning of what's going on in communication is going to help you just across the board in, in every area of your life, pay attention. And if you get these few little things that I'm going to cover right now, you're going to be ahead of the game. All right, so... The first thing is, is to realize that when you have any kind of communication, whether it be a conversation, whether you be an observer of someone's art or someone's production of a speech or whatever it is, understand that you are to be an active receiver. Yeah, an active receiver. And when I used to try to remember this, when I was having to read this, these, these textbooks drier than a stale cracker in the cold, I was like, I'm an active receiver. I'm an active receiver. And what I realized was that becoming an active receiver can do wondrous things to how we are able to focus, see, and even reframe and position. Because I'm going to tell you this, becoming an active receiver means not necessarily that you just open yourself up to receive all, you know, you're not saying my name is Jimmy and I can take all you can give me. Instead, what you're doing is you are learning what a lot of people call being in the zone, uh, Mihai's uh, seminal work of, of that state of work, but we are now coming to realize that it is a state of play. And being an active receiver puts you into a state of play. And playing does not necessarily equate to fun. Playing equates to being able to focus and to find innovative ways to keep you reimagining what you're doing. And so being an active receiver, first and foremost, is about getting into the zone, the state of play where you can focus and concentrate on what you're receiving and find new and innovative ways to learn and receive more of it. And by doing that, guess what happens? You start to develop a feel 
or even a sight or a touch for the different layers, emphasis, and even subordination of what's going on. I did a podcast uh, talking about the finger fingertip touch, and that is what we're talking about here. When you're able to develop a finesse um, a, a down to a granular level, to the finest of hairs, where you're able to catch the drift of what's being uh, produced. In the book, with Dr. Adler talks about this of uh, being an active receiver. He goes on to say that when you are able to receive and be active about it and not just passive, you begin to command your environment, your surroundings, your thoughts, and you become able to be precise in uh, what you're taking in because of this activation of what you're receiving starts to work on you to gain new meanings, different meanings, and yes, catch meanings. He even says that sometimes you will catch a meaning that the author was not able to, or the creator was not able to consciously um, uh, say or be aware of consciously, but it's there. It's not that you're imagining it. And that was very powerful. And so wisdom shows that the art of catching meaning, whether you're using the artful skill of reading, observing, interacting, or catching any kind of sort of communication, means that when you actively receive, you open yourself up to a various amount of possible meanings and, get this, intentions. And so We'll talk about intentions for a little bit. And when when we talk about that, you're going to be like, oh, okay, because understanding intentions and being able to cultivate them and use them, you're going to take things to a a next level. And I'll just say this. Intentions are a way great influencers are able to command the power and the sway over people that they have. And it starts by being an active receiver. And so next. Under this being an active receiver, whether it's be by reading or observing or whatever, it allows us to, like I said, be able to find many different meanings and intentions of what's being conveyed. And another uh, masterful thing that we have to realize when you're cultivating this art of catching meaning is great listening. Now, I've talked about the art of listening in another podcast, and I'm going to be doing more of them because there's so much more to say about the art of listening. Because there is an active listening, there is a persuasive listening, uh, there is a passive one, there's a subconscious one, there's so many types of listening that we can do. And understand this, that there is a vast difference. I'll go on to say they're not the same. Hearing someone and listening to someone are completely different. When you hear someone, it is at best the first layer of listening where you can say, I heard what you said. So a lot of times if you're listening or talking or having a conversation with someone, you say, excuse me, are you listening to me? A lot of times if they're not or if they're just on the first shallow level of listening, meaning they're hearing you, they'll actually tell you, yes, I heard what you said. And there you go. They heard what you said. Now, even with that, you're able to catch meaning because if you are 
actively receiving what they're saying, that means that you're now starting to be able to, as we said, develop a feel, a sight, a touch for the different layers, emphasis, and even subordinations of what's happening. And so even with someone saying that, you can just quickly deduce that they are not really listening. You can also deduce that when it comes to your interaction, you don't have a place of, of uh, dominance in the conversation because they are not entrained with you. They are not, you don't have their rapt attention. And then there is a lot more that you can deduce from that. So meaning, and a lot of times people do this and don't even realize the power of what they could do. They could wreck up some things if they really did it right. And that is when you figure out that they're hearing you, but they're not truly listening, you can enact their subconscious listening and you can give them suggestions. Yes, I'm telling you, y'all, there's a lot out here. I mean, I don't want to do, you know, any dark psychology trainings because I'm not all about teaching people how to manipulate folks, but just know that by learning the art of catching meaning, and then understanding how to parlay that into cultivating intentions and influence, persuasion. Honey, you can have a, a, a team of zombies or sycophants or however you want to make them doing your bidding by just catching this one little training and wisdom that I'm, I'm talking about with you today. All right. So let's go back to that example of you catch the person. You're like, are you are you listening to me? And they say, I heard what you said. And if you, like I said, take a moment to be an active receiver of the communique that they just gave you, then you're starting to be able to activate your ability to feel, uh, see, touch, and discern the layers, the different emphasis that they put on how they responded to you. You'll be able to precisely command the environment that includes them. And even their thoughts, because once you start understanding the power of listening and how to catch meaning on how the person is either entrained to you or not, what level of listening they're on, you can hopefully benevolently do a lot of things. Uh, say, for instance, you want to uh, have some type of influence or you want to sway. Now, to me, the difference between influencing someone and persuading them is uh, both different and in the same in 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 this in the same area. So let's just say that you're having a conversation with someone and they're discussing with you something and they're they're open to your advice, your suggestion, and you can clearly see that they're going to make a wrong decision. You can either choose to persuade them to go with what you want, or you can influence them to hopefully go with what you want. Okay, so let's talk about the persuasion first. So with the persuasion, the persuasion is where you subconsciously move where they are to where you want them to be. To influence someone is to gently and subconsciously show them where you are and appeal to their desire to be like you. And so when we talk about social media influencers, they don't tell you, be like me, do this. I want you to do that. No, because the influence side of uh, what they're doing is very subtle. And it's where they are showing you a template to follow. 
to emulate. That is why when you look at our society of uh, influencers, that is why companies are now, well, not now, they've been doing it for a while, but they will get endorsement sponsorship. They'll give endorsement and sponsorship deals to these influencers. And all they want to do is have the influencer use the product and then tell you about, I use this product. I like this product because they are influencing you to look at them and then emulate them. Now, if you took that same product and you wanted to persuade people to buy it, you could still use an influencer or you could do a marketing message where you show indiscriminate people, just regular common people using the product and you really focus on painting the picture where you make the connection that your world sucks your current world of where you are sucks. But if you use this product, your world now looks like this. And therefore, a lot of regular marketing and meaning that is given through those means is to persuade you to change how you feel. And if it's done correctly, honey, it will be where I can't live without having that product. How did I ever live? You're going to try to figure out. There's going to become a sense of urgency. You're going to do whatever you can to get your uh, credit card out and, and purchase that particular object or, or, or thing or service because you have thoroughly been persuaded. And what they have done is they have done this by... First, being active receivers. Oh, yes. They have observed you. They have learned your pain points, the ones that you are most likely to try to uh, annihilate and do away with as quickly as possible. And then they have learned to trigger you and to uh, track you and to uh, make it where they can now persuade you to do what, what they need you to do because they have developed the feel, the sight, the touch to know the different layers of communication to have with you, how to influence you, and how to appear to be subordinate to you. They have done this so that they can be very precise in uh, catching and giving different meanings to different people all at the same time and cultivating your intentions, your intentions to buy their stuff. All right. So that's now. I know we talked a lot about this becoming an active receiver, how it works. I've given you an example of how it works in the wild with just um, promotion and marketing. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about um, intentions and discovery and a few other things. And so now that I'm moving on with that, what I want you to do is, if you will, and when you put this into practice, because this is a, a action kind of thing we're talking about when you're trying to catch meaning, what I want you to do is to start practicing catching meaning, start to convert what is similar into something that you know or that you do. Find yourself doing things like explaining something to yourself or to others with the words of, it's kind of like, it's sort of like, or even that just word like. And what that is going to do is that is going to start to show you how to find the different layers and emphasis of uh, things that have a common thread where people can get it. And once you start working on your simile game of explaining something that's different with something that you know or that the other person that you would want to under, uh, make understand it know, 
then I want you to move to the big daddy. And that is, I want you to find a way to just make it something else where X equals Y. And that is, it becomes a metaphor. Once you get into metaphor, the sky is the limit. Metaphors are the way that the masterful live their, their lives by being able to power pack a lot of meaning into things by the use of simile and metaphor. But their metaphor game is so on point because with the metaphors, you have to understand where a person is and use the metaphors that relate to them. This is also enacting an ability to bring context into something. So, for instance, someone having a, a couple having a conversation about sugar, you know, the actual condiment sugar could mean one thing with one set of metaphors. It can mean another thing with another set of metaphors. And it's all because of the mastery of the context in which they are used and how close they are to something else to give the audience a meaning. So if you watch most movies that do this very well, it's a master class in how to start to catch meanings. Because when you're catching meaning, there's always more. There's always another secret to be revealed. A cow is not simply just a cow. There are so many more things going on. And I will tell you that when you start catching the art of meaning, you start to find code. You start to realize that every, a lot, uh, not even a lot, every mass media message has multiple meanings. And depending on what frequency level you're on is where you'll catch a meaning. If you are able to discern, dissect, and perfect your ability to catch meaning, you are always going to start to see multiple messages and you'll possibly even be able to see the the bird I mean the dog whistles meaning the 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 silent code that is going on uh right in front of people it's not necessarily sinister it's just that it happens and that is how people can have uh very private conversations in the wide open because they're talking about something that sounds like one thing to most people but it means a whole different thing with other people. And so that brings me to this part. And that is when you want to catch meanings of what's being said, communicated, written, shared, understand that information is currency. Just like dollar bills or fiat or currency to represent money, so is information. And what you're doing when you are perfecting this art is you are starting to understand the value of information and you're learning how to generate and collect it more often. And that comes to this whole idea of cultivating intentions because the masterful cultivate people's intentions. And with an intention, it is that potential of what someone can do. And once you start to create that or craft the passion or the desire to intend to do something in someone, you can trigger an intention. And so you do that by the use of information. It happens every day, all day long right now. And that is through uh, the masterful use of this with social media. Social media, and it's not just the notifications that you get. No, it's not that. What they do when they are 
flinging out meaning and uh, uh, using information about you as currency to cultivate these intentions, what they're doing is they're making sure that they are leading you into what they want you to glean from something. And a lot of times it can be predictive and uh, meaning that if a company knows that they're, they're wanting to unleash a new technology and they are very familiar with the uh, fickleness of people that don't like change, what they'll do is they'll start to cultivate these intentions by putting out mass meaning or mass messaging and they will start to use a, a, re, um, a, a repetition of putting out things so that they can soften it. If you look at political um, uh, applications of this, there is a whole concept called the Overton window. We've covered that in other podcasts where this Overton window talks about how to get people to accept a new concept by going to the extreme so that when you br- when you dial it back down, you have successfully moved them from their former uh, conservative stance on something. And so they're really willing to accept the new behavior because the farcical has shocked them out of where they were. And so on and on again, people are able to use the uh, art of uh, meaning and um, the art of being able to have that fingertip feel for it to command their uh, environments people's intentions, and their surroundings. And so what I want to say is this, is that receiving uh, messages or communications, um, instead of just receiving them for their face value, I want you to start looking at ways to treat them as kind of like a high art form. And that high art form causes you to have to struggle a little bit with what is really being conveyed. And so that means that you have to go into it with an expectation that you're going to have to extract the real meaning out of the message, irregardless of what you think the surface message is. You'll have to start looking for code, color, symbol, um, repetition, placement and looking at the everything in the whole, um, looking at certain little pieces, reorganizing them, looking at the orientation that it came and understanding that what you see is just the iceberg, just the tip of what is being conveyed. You see, it's how you're able to uh, elevate your understanding of what's going on around you. And you're able to take um, your, your, your common, um, common understanding of something and elevate it. And the reason why I say that this is so important is because right now, I'm telling you now, and thank you for getting to this point, because this is the most important part. Developing this art of catching meaning, of understanding how to cult- how people uh, cultivate um, intentions, how people command their environments, how people use different forms of listening once they've evaluated what type of listener you are, all of these different things, there is power. And right now, there is an explosion of new wealth being given to those who are able to do this very uh, skill.
You see, there are people that will have hot takes on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And because they have cultivated this art where they can bring new meaning and not only uh, bring new meaning to something, they are very well disciplined in learning how to convey that meaning to you that people start to listen to them because people, no matter who you are, there is a certain amount of curiosity that you have. And the more curious you are, the more you seek out these types of people. And not for nothing, (laughs) being able to have um, an ability to up your curiosity means that you start to develop more of this artful exercise of being able to catch meaning. And thus, he or she who has ears to hear will start to hear and know more of what's being said. You'll start to be able to understand patterns. You'll start to understand the beacons of um, calls that are being put out into the world. um, And only those who are able to catch meaning will know what's being said. Have you ever felt like uh, the game is rigged? Have you ever felt like uh, it's too hard to get out of a situation? Like some people have an unfair advantage. And I'm going to say, if you've ever thought that, experienced that, or thought of the possibility of it, that means that wisdom has been trying to tap you on the shoulder to let you know that you can start to change your world by learning the art of catching meaning, catching the nuances, the various layers, the emphasis, looking at who's being subjugated in um, in their conversations, in their meanings, understanding how intentions are being made, cultivated, activated, and used, and also understanding the power of how to start uh, using metaphor and simile like a grand master to dissect down and to convey to people things. Do you realize that by doing this and becoming very good at being an active receiver and being able to Uh, extract meaning out of things, you start to become a master and people start to respect you, follow you, listen to you, grant you powers. And so it's almost like magic. And I wanted to just give this to you today um, because guess what? This is a brand new day. This is a brand new year, a brand new decade. And those who have ears to hear, Those who are able to catch the meaning are going to be able to do that. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't already gotten this book, get the book, How to Read a Book by Dr. Mortimer Adler. If you're not into reading, get the audio book and listen to it while you're doing other stuff. If something strikes your fancy, take notes. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to open your eyes to this and so much more. And so guess what? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. Happy New Year. And this has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another important podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. Check the show notes. And guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. 
If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.